Soul Sisters, and welcome to Topic Tuesday with Tia Arnold. And I'm really excited to be with you again for our second week of our Bible study. Our topic this month is identity. And last week, we studied Galatians 2 and 20, where it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And in this body that I live, I live by faith. And we talked about that and really zoned in on, I believe, the foundation of our identity, which is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who's living in me. And so this week, we are going to be talking about more about identity um, and going a little bit deeper. So before I start, I would like to open us up in prayer, and then we will dig into our scripture for this week. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you. God, we thank you for this time in your presence. We thank you for this time in your word. God, I pray that as we study your word today, Lord, that you will give us new revelation, that it will be a blessing and that it will edify uh, the sisters that are listening, Heavenly Father, God. And I thank you for them. I pray over them. I pray that they will grow deeper and become, um, become more engulfed in who you've created them to be, that they will walk in their purpose boldly and that they will know that it is Christ in them and that they will be confident in that. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so this week we are going to look at identity a little bit deeper and I would like to bring a thought to you. I want us to no longer look at identity as just being identity, but for us to start proclaiming and walking boldly in the fact that we have been identified, okay? And I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into this. So my what for this week is I want to challenge us to think about identity differently. When you think about identity, and even when I looked up the word identity, it was about how you see yourself, individuality, um, some of the other words said ego, personality, uh, selfhood. So it's very me focused and who I am and how I see me and what I like. And God, um, in my, in my study time this week, God said, let's look at being identified. Identif being identified is how God sees me. So we need to start looking at ourselves no longer how we see ourselves. And I know that's a concept in, in this world and it's a part of our culture about how, you know, how you see yourself is, is important and it is important, but I want us to understand before we can see ourselves, we need to understand that we have been identified and, and um, embracing how God sees us. And I wrote down when I learn and when we learn how God sees us, then we believe in him. And if we believe in him, okay, um, then we will believe what he says about us. So then when I look at myself, it's just a reflection of what I believe God sees. So that's very important that we understand how God sees us and understand that we have been identified in him. So we're no longer searching for our identity when we're in Christ. Um, so that's what we're going to look at today. Okay. Uh, identity again is, is, could be related to someone trying to find themselves, trying to figure themselves out, trying to see what they like, who am I, but identified is being found. And I said in my notes, it's finished. I'm identified. I'm not an orphan. And I don't want to skip ahead because we have some scriptures today that is really going to help me tie all this in together. 
Um, and when you realize that you have been identified by God in Christ, then you will have godly confidence. And that's really important, especially to do the things that God has called you to do. Okay, so we are going to start with our where for this week. And it's a little different. Last week, I really focused just on a scripture, but I want to kind of look at uh, what we're talking about where did this happen? Where did I become identified? How did I become identified? And we're going to, and why? Why is very important. So we're going to look at that. So our where comes from Philippians 3, um, verse 8 and 9. And it's important to understand where I was found um, and, and how did this all happen? Uh, being identified really happened on the cross. When you, from the scripture we talked about last week, when you are no longer, it's no longer you that's living, but it's Christ that's living in you, then that has uh, given you now access to all that God has for you. And he has now identified you as his own. So it happened on the cross. But I also wanted us to look at Philippians 3 verse 8. I'm going to start halfway through the verse where it says, and I'm reading out of the Amplified. For his sake, I have lost everything. Remember, it is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So I've lost everything and I consider it all garbage so that I may gain Christ. Gaining Christ. That's more important than anything else. And then it says, and may be found in him. Oh, that's so good. Believing and relying on him not having any righteousness of my own derived from my obedience to the law and its rituals, but possessing that genuine righteousness, which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And I put, I want to be found in Christ. Don't you want to be found in Christ? I don't want to be found nowhere else. I don't. I definitely don't want to be found in my sin. I definitely don't want to be found in my mess. I want to be found in Christ because it says Christ is, he is the genuine righteousness, the genuine righteousness. So not based on my own efforts and not based on my works, uh, not based on me trying to obey the law, but through faith, in Christ. So believing and relying on him is how I'm found in Christ. When I rely on his righteousness, when I rely on who he is and his power and not in my own strength, I am now found in Christ. So it happens on the cross. When you decide to surrender and, and give your life to him and make Christ your Lord and your savior, you are now found in him. That is where you are found. That is where the beginning of you being identified happens. And that's a beautiful thing. So now we're going to look at how, how am I found? How am I identified? Okay, we're going to go to 1 John, 1 John 3, starting at verse 9. Um, and let's see, no one who is born of God deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin because God's seed, his principle of life, the essence of his righteous character remains permanently in him who was born again. Okay, I got to stop there. That's saying that Christ remains permanently 
in you permanently. You can't get rid of them. There's nothing that you can do when you are saved and when you are in Christ, then it's done, honey. It is finished. It is sealed. Oh, that is so good. So who, so let's say remains permanently in him who was born again, who is reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart. I got to read that again. Spiritually transformed, renewed in our minds, set apart, which means holy for his purpose. So he does this for his purpose. He has an assignment on your life. He has things that he's called you to do. It's for him, not for you. And it's not based off of how good or not good you do something. If he has called you to do it and you are in Christ, my word says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we don't rely on our own strength. I'm not going to get too far in that because I can stay right there and we can be there for the whole time. And that's not what this is about. Okay. And he who is born again cannot habitually live a life characterized by sin. Cannot habitually live a life characterized by sin. It cannot happen. Well, how? I still sin. Okay, we're going to do it time from time to time. And over time, we will not. Because that's what happens when, and I don't want to get ahead, but when the Holy Spirit is in you and he's transforming you, he's renewing you. That word renew, it to me, and, and the word transform, talks about a process. It's happening over time. So you cannot, when you have Christ in your life, you cannot habitually sin. Because the power of Jesus Christ is too strong that it will not allow you. You will be convicted. You will feel it. Your spirit will not be settled. It cannot happen. I'm getting, I'm getting excited because I just, I love it. I love it. Um, because, so you cannot live habitually a life characterized by sin because he is born of God, you, and longs to please him. You, you love him. You want to please him. One of my favorite sayings is, God, I just want to make you smile. That becomes your true desire when you are born of God. By this, verse 10, the children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. And this is the word I want us to rest on this week. We are identified how? By our longing to please our daddy by our desire to want to be transformed, wanting to be renewed, wanting to be set apart, not trying to fit into the cultures of this world, but being okay with the fact that, hey, I'm different. I, I'm set apart. Y'all may like to do that, but I don't. That now becomes your identity and that's how you are identified in Christ. You are identified. You're not a Jane Doe. You are owned by God. And when you live your life to please him, that's how not only does God see that, but that's how the world sees that. That's how you become a light in this world, embracing that. But the motive of it is to please your daddy because you are his child. Oh, is that not good? Uh, that is so good. Okay. And so why? Let's talk about the why. Before Christ, and this is what I wrote down, before Christ, my identity was based on my iniquities. 
Okay, let's talk about that. So before Christ, I was a sinner and my sin identified me. I was as filthy rags Romans talks about. Um, but because of Christ, I am identified because he was crucified for my iniquities. He died for me so that I could be identified. And this is why we got to have a thankful and a grateful heart because Christ loved us so much that he didn't want us to be identified by our sin because God couldn't look at us. He couldn't, he couldn't turn an eye to us, but Christ said, you know what? I will take their place. I will be the atonement. I will stand in the gap so that now God can look and his love and his grace and his presence can be on them and in them and through them by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I thank Jesus for doing that for me. And that's why he did it so that we can be identified through him. I want us to look at 1 John 2 and 2. And I know I have a lot more scripture this week than I did last week. But 1 John 2 and 2 says, and he, Jesus Christ, is the appropriation for our sins, the atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature. That's why Christ did it. We would be experiencing the full wrath of God, but Christ stood in our place. My God, that is beautiful. And so when, when we embrace that this is who we are, when we embrace the fact that we are no longer um, orphans, but we are adopted. And I, and I had a scripture and I think well, I'll just have to get to it next week because I don't want this to go too long. But um, when we embrace the fact that we are now adopted in Christ and we are no longer orphans and that now we are identified one of the things that I hope I can talk about next week, if the Lord doesn't stop me and direct me a different way, is that once we become identified, now we become a dwelling place for his spirit. Mm. And that means that the Holy Spirit invades our life and starts to do a beautiful work in us where we now carry the fruits of the spirit and our identity now becomes more alive. Um, and that's a process, but it starts with understanding and embracing that I have been identified with Christ and also embracing again from last week that it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. When God sees me, he sees me because of Christ. He identifies me not as Tia and her sin. He identifies me as a child of God. I am in Christ. And so all the promises, all the things that he says can happen, all the things that he uh, says for his purpose, all the things that he wants me to do for his purpose, I can do. Regardless if I feel like I can do them or not, I can do them because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I have been identified in Christ. So I really want us to embrace that as we continue to look at this topic of identity that I, it's no longer me looking for who I am. It's no longer about self. It's no longer about my personality. Time and time again, we don't do things because we don't think we're qualified. Time and time again, we don't do things because we don't feel like that's my area of strength. But when you think about yourself as being identified in Christ, who is all, who is all powerful, who is mighty. He is the King of glory. When we think about the power of the Holy Spirit, 
who is our helper, who is our comforter, then there is nothing, nothing that we can't do that God has assigned for our life, for his purpose. So if he has called you to write that book, no longer do you say, well, I didn't do good in English. I don't know how to write. No, if he has, if he has called you to write a book for his purpose, and let's make sure we make that clear because everybody wants to write a book. But if you write a book for his purpose, then he will grace you because of your faith in Christ. He will grace you to write that book. If he's called you to speak the word of God, but you don't have full understanding of the Bible or you don't feel qualified or you've never been to school, honey, you got the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the helper. He can help you and he will help you. But you have to believe and understand you are already identified in Christ. That requires a faith, a level of faith that goes beyond what you can see. It's about believing that Christ is living in me and that I can do this because God says I can. I am his child. So no matter what he puts in front of me, I can do it and not only just do it, but I can do it with excellence and I can do it not to please people, but to please my God, to please my daddy. So think about those things as we continue to go through this month of identity. And I want you to seek God this week about what is it that he has purposed you to do. Try to lay aside all the stuff that you know about yourself. And I know that's hard, but lay it all down. And I want you to seek God and I want you to ask him, Lord, what is my purpose on this earth for you? What have you purposed me to do for your kingdom? Even if it sounds crazy, but seek him about it. I know we're in a time of consecration right now. Seek him about it. And when you when you truly believe that you are hearing God or he's bringing something back, because I believe that seed has been planted in you before your mother's womb, if that thing starts to rise in you and it may bring a little fear, it may bring a little hesitation. I want to challenge you to fight past it. And I want to challenge you to get in this word daily and remind yourself who you are in Christ and seek God about what he wants you to do about it. And sometimes he'll just bring it up just for you to pray about it. And it, timing is everything, okay? You may be called to do something and it may not be the right time. But what I don't want you to do is speak against it. I want you to know who you are. I want you to embrace this fact that you have now been identified in him. And now you are the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit to do a great work inside of you. And God can blow your mind with what he can do with you being his vessel, okay? All right, well, I thank you for being with me this week. I hope that this Bible study was very helpful. If it wasn't for you, it definitely was for me. I love the word of God and I love to be able to come and have this time with you. Please join me next week as we continue to study more about our identity in Christ. Have a blessed week and make sure you go to www.soulsistergatherings.org to sign up for a gathering so that you can have a discussion with the other Soul Sisters about identity this month. Okay, be blessed.